James Coombs here, leader of South Kent Community Church. I have the task of kicking off a series of podcasts that we have produced primarily for the church family, following the news we shared with the congregation in November last year, 2023, looking at the relationship of men and women in church leadership, and specifically whether the Bible teaches that women are restricted from holding a governmental role, such as elder, senior leader, overseer, etc., Until now, this has been the position historically held at South Kent Community Church. The question is far from a simple one to answer and has rightly taken much study and review, drawing on input and wisdom far beyond our own. I'm no biblical scholar. The result of this was that we as elders and then as a leadership team have agreed that any future appointments to such a governmental role are now open to both men and women equally. We chose to share this on the 26th of November at a Sunday morning service to ensure as many people as possible heard from us in person and at the same time trying to make clear that whilst much study, grappling and reading had led up to this point, our desire was not to argue a case like in a court of law or to create sides or division but lay out our journey, explain why we've needed to talk about this and come to a decision one way or the other. We hold to a conviction about our preferred future for SKCC and how we will look to appoint leaders going forward whilst also acknowledging we are not infallible and remain open to further insight on this subject. This talk is still available to watch on our Facebook page if you've not seen it already. We maintain that the Bible as God's word is our central reference point and the basis by which we seek to make any decisions. In all good conscience, before God, we do not believe this change is a departing from scripture or forcing an agenda that manipulates or twists God's word. We acknowledge that some will disagree with this. Whilst we have highlighted resources that do go into great depth on the debate surrounding the subject, and encourage those who wish to read further to do so. There's been a request by a few for us to, in effect, explain further in our own words. We've wanted to honour this request and appreciate some would rather hear more from us than read books and papers by others. Even at this stage, it still must be said that whilst we will do our best, we will not be able to cover every aspect of this centuries-old debate and it's not our intention to argue or rubbish viewpoints that are contrary to our convictions. We simply try to lay out in more detail how we've reached our conclusions. We are not here to win arguments or force us all to think the same or to use scripture as a weapon but seek the truth together. This subject is important. There are those who perhaps might be overly dismissive at one end of the spectrum. Maybe you aren't wondering. This subject is important. There are those who perhaps might be overly dismissive at one end of the spectrum. Maybe wondering why it's an issue to start with. We would urge you to read what the Bible says. We believe we are on dangerous ground 
if we firstly don't know or secondly find ourselves able to just dismiss or ignore this issue based on our own assumptions, upbringing or feelings. Or we could be forming our view from some other source of authority that we unintentionally put over and above scripture. What the Bible says matters and we do not ignore or discard it. Equally, you might find yourself at the other end of the spectrum, not able to consider that there may be something missing from the way you have always read, understood, or been taught about a text. That there is one right way, and it's the view you hold. Of course, you could well be right, but can we ask that you take a moment to reflect on what is driving your strongly held convictions and invite God to speak to you on this. Can we all be at least prepared to be wrong and open to change? And if we remain with the view we believe is right, then a preparedness to be unified in our differences. Some of the things you or I have been most resistive to change about may have been driven from a place of fear. Fear of losing control. Fear of being wrong. Fear of what else I might need to hold more lightly. Fear of simply the unknown and having to trust God more than I would like. I'm sure the list goes on and there's definitely some things there I need to own myself. Our zeal for truth might well be the reason to hold even tighter to our beliefs. However, there is a need to allow God access to our motives in all of this and to do some self-examination. We don't have all the answers and you may disagree with the conclusions we have reached. That's okay. God cares not only about outcomes, what we believe, but about processes, how we treat one another in the midst of disagreement. And I'm acutely aware that how we communicate our convictions is equally important as to what we communicate. What is the greater goal in all this? Surely it remains the authenticity of the gospel of Jesus and his call for us to walk in unity with him and one another. As in 1 Corinthians 3, we, rec we recognise there is only one foundation of the church and that is Jesus Christ. Whatever we build on this foundation, we submit to God to bring it to light. He will test it and it will be seen for what it is, straw, wood, stones, silver or gold. Let us continue to love well and treat each other with respect and dignity, especially when we find differences. To walk humbly together and seek God's kingdom and agenda above our own goal. To walk humbly together and seek God's kingdom and agenda above our own as the goal. We'll end this introduction with thinking about the gospel and God's word, the Bible. The gospel is always incarnational. That is, the gospel is always connected into and being communicated. That is, the gospel is always connected into and being communicated into a culture and it is transforming that culture. 
how we communicate the gospel in the UK looks very different from if we were to be part of the underground church in North Korea, for example. There would be certain ways of behaving that for the sake of the gospel, we would adjust. The Apostle Paul talks about this in his letters. We must be honest that sometimes culture poses questions to us. We should not be driven by this, but we do have to tackle the questions. An example would be one we've lived with for the last few years. COVID vaccinations. Sorry to bring COVID up. Culture has asked, should we have them? Should we not have them? We have to go back to scripture time and time again and seek to tackle those questions as best we are able. And in terms of COVID, it's an answer that Bible-believing Christians have answered differently. So how do we approach the Bible? We see it as God's inspired, authoritative word that describes who God is, how he interacts with people and his desires and destiny for humanity and the world. We recognise it is a historical text and we are at least 2,000 years away from its writing. Our job as students of scripture is to do our best to read with that history and context in mind. We know it can't mean now what it didn't mean then. So we try to understand the original author's meaning, applying it to our own situation. We seek to read consistently, reading the part in light of the whole and working out how the whole is authoritative, not just a piece of text in isolation. We need to acknowledge there are some difficult passages which people with all perspectives struggle to understand. It doesn't excuse our trying, but we must stay humble with our conclusions. We must decide if individual passages we read trump the thrust of where scripture is going, or whether we look at the big picture and try to fit the passages within that. Either way, we make a decision and there will be differences. So, what next for these podcasts? We've tried to deliver the series in manageable chunks so as not to overload you with information. For us to condense this, even into a couple of hours of material, has been a huge challenge. But here's where we plan to go over the next three episodes. In the next episode, episode two, Fiona will touch on the Old Testament. What we understand scripture teaches us from the creation account and various Old Testament references to women and the relationship within the people of God. Episode 3 will be picked up by Phil as he looks at the New Testament. What we understand scripture teaches us from the New Testament and the relationship of women within the early church. Looking at the Apostle Paul's teaching in particular as one often referenced on this subject. And then episode 4, finally, Hannah wraps things up addressing some specific cultural and theological questions that have either been raised or that we are aware might be sitting behind the concerns some have. And then concluding with what this means for us all, and especially for you, if you are left unsure or disagreeing with our position. Finally, if you have not listened yet to what we shared back in November 2023, then we encourage you 
to do so before listening to the next episodes, as we don't plan to cover too much of what has already been shared. So let's pray as we end this introduction. Father God, we thank you for your powerful and precious word that tells us who you are, how we should relate to you and others, and your redemptive plan for humanity. Continue to give each of us wisdom and insight through your Holy Spirit as we consider important issues. Keep us close to you and in good step with one another as we each consider this particular one. Above all, may we demonstrate to the world our unity within the love of Christ in all we say and do. We ask this in the name of Jesus. 